This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 4, Episode 11. Wine Country Wildfires. The Ungovernable State of California. Once again, the wine country counties north of San Francisco, the Napa Valley, and Sonoma County, have been ravaged by destructive and explosive wildfires that are still burning as we speak. The Wallbridge Fire in Sonoma County, 57,000 acres, began two weeks ago. It is currently 42% contained. The LNU complex, that stands for Lake Napa United Fire, another complex, which is over 137,000 acres, is principally located in eastern Napa County and into Lake County. It continues to burn, raining down ash and thick, smoky air on San Francisco and the Greater Bay Area, which is 50 miles south of Napa County. And yes, you're right to ask, Didn't we have major wildfires in this very same region last year, in 2019? Indeed, we did, as well as in 2018 and 2017. Four years in a row, we've had these fires. But frustratingly, residents, as well as non-residents, just seem to scratch their heads and wonder why we cannot solve this problem. The rest of the nation is growing increasingly tired of the annual spectacle of our governors asking for aid as large swaths of Northern California go up in flames, sending hundreds of thousands of Californians into evacuation centers and being forced to flee their homes. They especially resent those annual appeals for emergency aid from the federal government when it appears that we don't seem to be solving the problem. But at some point, the question has to be asked, what is California's leadership doing to fix the recurring problem of wildfires in general, and specifically wildfires in wine country. Both Governor Gavin Newsom and his predecessor, Jerry Brown, tout climate change as the major culprit for these annual conflagrations, but we know better. Have wildfires become another blue state leadership failure, like homelessness and sanctuary cities that defies resolution? And if so, are California's voters willing to live with the dangerous consequences of destruction of life, property, and bad quality air damaging our health? Apparently so. In today's podcast, we will analyze the causes of the current rash of wine country wildfires, and many of those causes are applicable in other regions of the state, too. 
So the question I pose and will try to answer is this. Is the lack of political leadership to blame in the way that homelessness has been accepted as an insoluble problem in California? Or are there other unique factors making wildfires a much bigger threat than they have been in the past? And is it unfair to criticize our political leadership for not solving the wildfire problem? But first, some history. The current round of wildfires in Northern and Central California were ignited August 16th and 17th in a series of freak dry lightning strikes throughout the state. A total of 11,000 lightning bolts hit the Golden State as the remnants of Mexican hurricane Elila worked its way up from the, from the south two weeks ago. Thunder and lightning storms in northern, northern and central California are very rare, unlike the Midwest or the East Coast. In the Bay Area, lightning storms occur very rarely, perhaps an isolated incident once every five years or so. But 11,000 lightning strikes, dry strikes, in the peak of summer heat was unprecedented in modern times. So the proximate cause of this series of wildfires was entirely nature-made and not man-made, as in previous years. Wildfires have been a natural part of California's ecosystem since time immemorial. But the recent increases in the severity of fires and the adverse impact on communities in California, which has a population of 40 million people, the most populated state in the Union, have focused the state's attention on its ability to effectively prevent and respond, as well as mitigate, wildfire risks. California's nonpartisan and independent legislative analyst office, the LAO, has published a report to give us a blueprint to get in front of the looming catastrophe that, that awaits us if we fail to act. The report has two parts, which we will summarize. First, there is an assessment of the state's approach to addressing wildfire risks. And secondly, an evaluation of the governor's various wildfire-related budget proposals. But the report underlines a very glaring and significant shortcoming in his budget proposals. California does not have a strategic statewide wildfire plan. It's hard to believe, given the havoc and devastation that these wildfires cause the state every year. And that is the opinion and the statement of the Legislative Analyst Office, the LAO. That is not an editorial critique on my part. Again, let's look at the history. When wildfires occur, 
they can actually provide benefits to the forest, such as burning excess vegetation and improving habitat for wildlife. In addition, wildfires can actually reduce the severity of future wildfires by keeping forests healthy and periodically reducing the amount of fuels in the forest. However, fires become problematic when they burn in areas that threaten lives and property or are much more severe than what would occur naturally. California has experienced some of the most destructive wildfires in its history in recent years. There are several reasons for this, and the state is quite challenged to fix those causes. On the one hand, fewer acres burn in wildfires today than the historical average. You would think that was a positive thing, but there's a wrinkle to that statistic. It's estimated that in the 1700s, an average of 4.5 million acres of California forest land burned every year. That is far greater than the current annual average of 1 million acres burning each year. The good news is that this reduction in acres burned is due to better fire suppression, suppression policies that generally aim to put out wildfires quickly after they ignite to reduce the risk to lives and properties. So that's the good news. However, the bad news for this practice is that millions of acres of forest land continue to grow apace. They are not being adequately managed and culled and cleaned and cut down on an annual basis. And as a result, they create huge new stores of even more dense undergrowth, dead wood, and highly combustible fuel. And once they do catch fire, the volume of that fuel is so much greater and flammable that the wildfire becomes a monster. So ongoing forest management in light of the reduced volume of acres that burn every year is absolutely vital. And that's what we're not doing. We're not managing our forest as we should do. And we'll go into the reasons for that. Wildfires are seasonal with the summer months, as well as September and October, being the peak of wildfire season. Also, the ownership of California's 33 million acres of forest land throughout the state is also somewhat problematic with overlapping and conflicting jurisdictions. 57% of that 33 million acres is owned by the federal government in Northern California, Central California, and Southern California. 25% of that 33 million acres of forest land is in private ownership. 14% 
is private ownership but for industrial purposes, and only 3% of forest land in California is owned at the state and local government level. However, here in wine country, those percentages are skewed more towards private and state-owned forest and less federal-owned forest land. So you have four major land owners, forest land owners, the federal government at 57% of the forest, private ownership at 25%, private industrial ownership at 14%, and 3% ownership at the state and local government level. Also, public utilities such as Pacific Gas and Electric play an important role in wildfire prevention. PG&E, for instance, was held responsible for the devastating campfire wildfire in 2018, when 65 people were killed. Also, the stakeholders have to manage wildfire that have to manage the wildfires are varied within California. There are 10 agencies and entities that are responsible for wildlife manage, wildfire management. They include four state entities, two federal government entities, two local stakeholders comprising dozens of local fire districts and our 54 different counties around the state, and finally, electric utilities and private land owners. So while we say there are 10 agencies and or entities, that, in, that includes a cast of thousands, actually, when you factor in private landowners, which are a very significant stakeholder in the resolution of this problem. So when looking at California's lack of an overall strategic plan for dealing with wildfires, it's little wonder that we do not have one crisp, unified strategic plan to confront the threat of wildfires. And that's why it becomes an annual major disastrous event. But that said, we need desperately to unify the motley crew of stakeholders that I just outlined, federal, state, private, private industrial, etc. We need to unify this motley crew of stakeholders into one single command structure with one plan and one czar to oversee both the command structure and to implement the plan. California currently budgets $2.5 billion for wildlife prevention and response activities. CAL FIRE is the state agency which is responsible for that budget of $2.5 billion. That budget includes $1.8 billion of baseline resources for fire suppression, which includes year-round and seasonal firefighters. The CAL FIRE budget 
also includes funding for forest health and fire prevention projects. The Governor's Office of Emergency Service, the OES, has a $122 million budget for all disasters, including wildfires. And when you consider the OES also has responsibility for earthquakes and floods, that $122 million annual budget pales into insignificance when you consider the natural disaster threats that a state as big as California has. The California legislature acknowledges that the lack of a strategic plan to deal with wildfires is a disaster in the making. The legislature has begun to take preliminary steps, but I might add a little too late, just and their preliminary steps to study the need for a strategic plan. But more action needs to be taken, and that action needs to be taken urgently, just given the fact that these disastrous wildfires are occurring on an annual basis. Specifically, the legislature needs to mandate an ambitious risk reduction and response goals to wildfires, and they need to identify the most cost-effective approaches and to craft a budget to achieve those goals. But the state does not have an effective governance structure in place, as I said, to implement a strategic wildfire plan once they come up with a plan. A czar is necessary and probably has to be a federal appointee given the fact that 57% of the state's forest land is owned by the federal government. So in conclusion, you can begin to understand why California's wildfire risk and threat is so dire. We seem to stagger from one fire season and one wildfire disaster to the next and facing disastrous results in terms of destruction of life, property, and damage to our health on an ongoing basis, to say nothing of the environment. Is California's population of 40 million people and an implacable opposition to building new infrastructure to support that huge population at fault? Yes, of course, that's the reason. That's certainly one of the reasons. We do not have enough electricity generation capacity in the state to stave off periodic blackouts and brownouts during the summer. For example, another example of where we failed in terms of the infrastructure, California has not built a new water reservoir since 1967, when the state population was only 18 million. It's 40 million today. So in the last 53 years, as the population more than doubled, we did not build one single new water reservoir. Again, that's a glaring example of our failure to meet the challenge of a growing population and to keep 
our infrastructure for our infrastructure to keep pace with that growth in population. The collision of rapid population growth and the failure to build infrastructure to keep pace with it is just another reason for our wildfire crisis. My sources for today's podcast include the Analyst Office report on the governor's wildlife-related proposals and the Little Hoover Commission. This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy, reporting from America's favorite city, San Francisco.